And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, December 10th. And at sundown this evening, our Jewish listeners will begin your first night of Hanukkah. So I hope you enjoy your latkes. I'll tell you, I'd love to make potato latkes, but it's highly, highly messy. And you know, after you've heard me talk about rearranging my sock drawer, I'm sure that you can understand how spattering grease and potatoes would not be like my happy place. If anyone has a great recipe and you maybe you want to send me the one that doesn't have grease splattering all over your kitchen, I'm interested. This is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. We answer your questions about anything that is remotely financial. We can only do that if you send us an email. The email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's what Joe did. And the subject is retired. So, okay, here's what Joe has on his mind. I'm currently retired and I've got about $3 million in various investments. Oh, Before you guys all start writing in and saying, how dare you talk to someone who has $3 million? Tough, tough, tough. Come on. If you want to write in, you have $3,000, we'll read your email. If you have $3 million, I'll read your email, whatever the question is. So don't say I shouldn't put someone on the air, okay? Because some of you do that and that's not nice. We're not going to judge people who have money. We're not going to judge people who don't have money. Deal? Good. All right, let's get back to Joe. He says, I'm currently not taking any distribution, but plan to start doing so next year. During the last big fall in the stock market due to COVID, I lost about $400,000. I feel like my risk may be too high, but I'm not sure where I should be. What would you suggest to avoid losses like that in the future, but maximize some gains? You know, unfortunately, Joe, this is sort of the quintessential question that plagues every investor, large and small. You want to keep riding it. You like that you have all the money, right? But when the market goes down, especially once you're retired, it kind of freaks you out more. So what I would suggest is this. If you're managing the money yourself, um, I'd love for you to follow up and send me what your allocation looks like. What do you invest it in? If you have, you know, 80% of your money in stocks or stock mutual funds or stock index funds, and 20% in other stuff, maybe that's too much. Maybe it's time to pull the risk back. But every time you pull the risk back, you know what you're doing. You are basically making the deal that you are willing to take less risk, 
but you're also probably not going to make as much if the market continues to go up. Now, I think that's a pretty good, I don't know, this is me. I think that's a good trade-off, especially if you don't really need all of the money that's sitting in that account. So follow up, let us know what the actual investments are, and that way we can maybe help uh, customize this advice a little bit, okay? David writes, thank you for your good invite and advice and book and podcast. The recent passing away of my father spurred me to get to my own will, power of attorney, and I started with online services, but then I went to a local law office to make sure everything was correct and state-specific. The attorney included several items in the financial power of attorney that are state-specific, and I've seen that the online versions didn't have the same state-specific provisions. Lesson to me is you get what you pay for. I'm glad I went with a real attorney. The cost may be more than using an online service, but the benefit greatly outweighs the additional cost. David could not agree with you more. I think that that's a, a good lesson. Look, all of these things, all these documents are so important. And if you think you're going to just save money and not have any downside, here's the downside. So if you can afford to do so, if the only way you're going to do your, your wills and you're going to start the process is to start online, fine. But be smart. Be, do what David did. Take it to a real lawyer. Okay? Good. Mark writes that he and his wife are both 52. They've got first and second mortgages on their home, and those mortgages total about $105,000. Their loans will mature in 17 and 19 years, respectively. Question, would we be better off rolling both into a single 15-year mortgage or using money from one of my investment accounts to pay off the second? What I'm trying to do is not to have a mortgage payment after we retire, which will occur approximately at 67 and a half. Okay, that's 15 years. The interest on first mortgage, 4.12, 8.99 on the second. You got to be kidding me. Okay. He adds that the mortgage balance on that second at almost 9% is 16 grand. And he says, I could easily pay it off by withdrawing from one of my retirement accounts. Are there any other options I'm not seeing? Okay, let's make this easy. I love the idea. Do a 15 year, roll them together. That's it, done. That's it. That's all you're going to do. And, uh, you know, presumably you're telling me that you're staying in this house. Uh, I don't even care what the cost is. You're going to save money and you'll be paying the mortgage down sooner. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. I think that's the way to go. Denise writes, my husband has an opportunity to take a stock payout from his job and we're wondering if he should do so before year end or wait and take it later. Okay, if he does take it, what should we do with it? I'm 61. My husband is 65. We've got two teenage boys who are 16 and 18 and have saved some money for college if needed. My husband makes $150,000 annually. The portfolio includes $1.15 million in IRAs, which is stocks. I don't know if that's individual stocks or funds. Investment condo, which has a $300,000 value, $1,000 a month in rental income. The home value of $800,000 with a mortgage of $200,000. The stock payout amount is $150,000. So here's the thing. I have a question about the stock distribution, and that is, this stock distribution, how is it taxed? 
I'm not sure about that. Like, it sounds to me like it's coming out of a, uh, it's a percentage of a business that he's, that he has partial ownership in. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how this is going to be taxed. The question is really based on the idea from Denise's point of view that if they were to do it this year, they could diversify their investments and maybe he's going to have a higher income next year, but we don't know. Well, okay. He's got $150,000 of income this year. I don't know if this is capital gains or income distribution. That's what we don't know. So if it's capital gains, then it doesn't really matter. You can do it this year, some this year and some last uh, next year. If it is adding to your income, I still might just do it this year. You'll be popping up from the 22 to the 24% tax bracket. Is this S-corp dividends? Is it going to be considered added to your adjusted gross income? Or if this is capital gains, that is the deciding factor here. So more info, please. That would be very helpful. And uh, and that's it for the show. How about that, Mark? Thursday, done. Put that one in the can. When we uh, talk to you tomorrow, and I know everyone's kind of like looking forward to the idea that tomorrow's a big day. Do you know why tomorrow's a big day? I'll tell you why. Because according to all of these shipping and logistics experts, I think tomorrow's the the day that you can pretty much guarantee that you'll get gifts by Christmas day. But after tomorrow, things start to change and get a little nutty. So you may want to get busy on that laptop of yours and go shopping. All right, that's it for the program. As always, we want to thank you for listening. If you have questions, just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to let us know if you would be willing to come on the program with us. Two benefits to doing this. One is I can ask those follow-up questions in real time but also you get to hear Mark's voice. And that to me is reason enough to come on the program. So as always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, lift somebody else up today. It will make you feel good. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.